This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome back in. Uh, joining us now, as he does on Thursdays, always look forward to this chat. We've got some text questions from the listeners come through. Tony Johnson, welcome in. Hello, Staffy. Hello, my friend. Uh, let's do the text questions first, eh? Um, Here's an interesting one, and I have no idea what the answer. Staffy, was Tony Johnson the guy that set up the Crusaders Golden Oldie Rugby Club around the Levin area? No. No, that was a simple one. <laughs> that was a simple well, one. it might have been a Tony Johnson, but it wasn't this one. Okay, all right. Um, uh, we've had so many texts. I would say we've had about 12 texts, and 10 of them all involve one person's name, and it's Peter Gus Sawakula. So what's your take on Peter Gus Sawakula? Not wanted anymore, yet he was good enough to pick uh, to be picked in the two tests against the top team in the world, and now he's nowhere. I know it's yeah. a wide-ranging question. Where do we go? Yeah. Um, his form early on the year was terrific. And I thought, you know, midway through Super Rugby had to be a shoo-in for the All Blacks. Uh, perhaps you know, it did sort of fall away. I'm not sure whether there's an injury issue there at all. I don't know. But it, it's, you know, an awful fall, isn't it, when you've come from being in the All Blacks, playing a test match, and then falling away and, and, and not being selected at all. I mean, there are a few question marks to me over the selection of that uh, All Blacks 15. I just hope the guy can bounce back from that because uh, he'd be feeling a bit, a bit rotten right now. And, of course, uh, it, it means that he's tied in. Uh, he, he, you know, he can't play um, for anyone else but New Zealand now for a while, for five years or something. You know, so that, you know. Yeah, it is sad. It is sad for him. And I hope he can refind enough form to make it, um, you know, you have to select me because I'm playing so well. You touched on All Blacks. 15. We've had a swag of questions across all shows all week about the name, um, the, the dilution. All Blacks should only be our top team, shouldn't be our second team. What's the what's the what's their thinking around what what part this All Blacks 15 plays? Is this is this a massive reserve squad? Is it a reward for good form? Is it a bunch of replacements? I can't get my head around the purpose of it. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, well, when they announced that they were going to be sending a team away, I thought it was a great idea. I remember going back 2000 on an all-back tour of, uh, well, they were in France mainly, and they had a New Zealand A team around at the same time. I think they played the French Barbarians, French Universities, they played Wales A, and they played Romania. And it meant that there were, I think Dion Waller got called out of that team into the All Black squad, but there was a whole bunch of guys, Mills Muliaina, uh, Rico Gear, Jerry Collins, Kevin Mialamu, Chris Jack, uh, Sharky Robinson. It kind of launched them into international rugby. Mm. And I, I thought it was, a, it, it was a really great concept. And I thought, well, this, we could have another one of those. It'd be great. Um, I don't think they've quite nailed this one. First of all, it's a hell of a long way to go to play two games. That, mm. that team that I mentioned, they played four games. Surely you're going to send a team across to the other side of the world. You, you can do better than, than just stitching up two games for them. 
Uh, that team that went away, they had 27 players, the one I was talking about, and everyone got two games at least. Uh, whereas, you know, you send 28 players away to two, play two games, it's a, it's, it's a different story. Um, so there's that. Secondly, I know what you're getting at. Um, what is this? Uh, is this a reward for long service? Uh, there obviously are some very promising players, and they, you know, the likes of George Bell, they'll see this as a springboard into higher things. But by the same token, I think there's some very deserving players who have been left behind. Um, you know, Ollie Norris, Lachlan McConnell. I mean, has anyone actually been watching him play? He's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Sean Stevenson, another one, just been shooting the lights out. In in, uh, in the NPC, um, Manaki Selby Rickett, um, and that's just that, that's just a, a, a small handful. There are a heap of others. So um, I would have liked to have seen them play two more games, and I'd like to see room for three or four more players in the side. Uh, all of the up and coming variety. I can understand too why they've picked some uh, um, guys like um, Kurt Eklund was the other one. It was, mm. uh, I think you know. He's had a terrific season. I, I, you know, to me, he should be in that team. Um, but and and okay, you can understand they want some experience there. So you send away a guy like TJ Perinaro, who can be a, a role model to the others. But um, yeah, to me, it should be more of a developmental team. And secondly, I, I understand why people don't like it being called an All Blacks 15. It's not an All Blacks 15. It's a New Zealand 15. New Zealand A was the name of that team that went away in 2000. Um, and I don't see what's wrong with, with something like that. Yep, I like to protect those two words, All Blacks, as the absolute pinnacle. Um, I wouldn't like All Blacks A, I wouldn't like All Blacks B. Um, I'm with you, New Zealand A, something like that uh, is is where I'd like to go. Yes, some really desperately unlucky guys who must be just thinking, what now? What do I have to do? But we move on, we move on, and we have... Um, oh, actually, before I talk to you about the NPC semis, uh, the Women's Rugby World Cup is here. Um, for me, I really enjoyed the first weekend. The thing I don't like is I have to wait another six days till it goes again. It's uh, I'd rather maybe yeah. a, a bit more split and maybe some games on a Wednesday. Well, yeah, they wanted to start it off though with the two big double headers. Uh, I can understand the thinking behind that, but then if you if you play um, games and you know six games over two days, well then or, or whatever, what you, you you do have to wait. Um, that that's just the, the downside of that. But I, I to, to me, uh, it was a winner the opening weekend, an absolute winner. An overwhelmingly positive comment about it, what I've been reading around the rugby world. Um, you know, firstly, hats off to the marketers. You know, they, they don't always get it right. There was some cringeworthy stuff during the 2017 Lions Tour, but this, they, they got it right. Um, the big day at Eden Park worked. Pitching for a world record crowd, that got everyone in. Rita Ora, that all worked. Um, the poi, that worked beautifully. Mm. and to, But then it came down to the players. Uh, and, you know, we saw quality stuff. Just a couple of observations. Firstly, uh, just to me, the, the, the thing that's really resonated with people around the world, the, the karanga and the haka, mm. um, it was beautiful. Um, it was really more spiritual than, than we've seen it. You could tell that there was a deep spiritual meaning in that. And, and that really has resonated Um you know, even amongst people around the world who are serial critics of the haka and don't like the, the sight of a thumb being drawn across the throat and all that sort of stuff. Uh, to me, that, that set the whole thing up. And the other one is just the absolute positive intent of the women players who are trying to use the ball. They're trying, they're not kicking the ball a lot. You're not seeing, you know, reset scrum after reset scrum. You're not seeing teams 
cynically slowing down the play by faking injuries and crawling to the line-out. They wanted to play. They wanted to keep the game, game going. It's the best ad- advertisement that there has ever been for women's rugby. Really is um, really well encapsulated there, TJ. Let's go NPC semi-finals. Uh, the top four teams, everyone's telling me Canterbury are going to host the final. I'm not so... Well, they might. They're probably the best chance of the four teams to win, but really any of the four can win this weekend. Absolutely. Um, you know, Northland, uh, although Canterbury got came through in the end, um, you know, they had to work really hard to beat the Tanifa. And I think they will respect any team that can knock the defending champions out on their home track, which is what Bay of Plenty did last week. There's a lot of talent in that Bay of Plenty side, and I think some of them will be burning. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the team for the, the game in Christchurch yet. I'm not sure what the status of Caleb Trask is. He, he's been brilliant uh, this year, but there are other guys. I mentioned a couple of names before who will have a point to prove about being left out of those two New Zealand sides. Uh, so, you know, again, just a classic situation. They can fire everything they've got left at Canterbury. Uh, having said that, Canterbury just seemed to have fixed their sights on their first title since 2017 at home in Christchurch. They'll be hellishly hard to beat. And I think Wellington will be hard to beat too in, in the game in, in the capital, mate. Um, I, I don't think anyone's playing better than Wellington at the moment. Uh, they, they've just they've stormed through the pack to, to um, you know, to, to lead the table going through. They've earned home advantage. Auckland have been, well, at times they've been good, but they've been a bit flaky. But I just, to me, this is the best balanced Wellington team that I've seen in a long time. I, I agree. I, it's kind of weird because I lived in Wellington for so long and went to so many of their games, and it had been a real roller coaster for the fans down there. And, um, you know, good game, bad game, bad game, good, 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 bad, bad. They've really strung together some consistency, and at this time of the season, that's so important. Yeah, it is. Uh, consistently good, um, you know, a good quality of rugby. But what I love about it, just touching on that balance thing again, you've got that really nice mix. I mean, you look at the front row, obviously Numia and Almua, they've been around for a while now, but they're still what you consider players on, on the upswing. But then you've got a guy like Pet Cowan alongside them with all of his vast experience. Caleb Delaney, who might be one of the most exciting um forwards along with um, Peter Luckey that we've seen this year. And in the middle of them, you've got Dominic Bird with all the, the experience that he had, you know, alongside just the insatiable appetite for work um, of Blackwell. And then in the backs, again, you've got that similar mix. Uh, I see Peter Umanga Jensen is out. That's a bit of a loss. But Riley Higgins comes in, and he's a, he's a, a quality prospect as well. So, look, I, I think... Um, you know, as I say, it's, it, they've just got that lovely balance, right, of seasoned pros, up-and-coming talent, plus some, you know, good, hard-working, um, you know, guys in, in the middle of it all who, who, who fulfil their role. So I, I think they'll be very hard to beat. Um, Auckland, you never quite know with them uh, if they play. I see Paddy Tui Palotu is playing, and uh, Nico Jones is back. Noah Kira Ioane this week, um, but. Uh, they're capable of it, and I'm sure Alama would love to go to Wellington and beat them. But I, I, to me, Wellington, it has to, to me, if I had to put um, a pro, money on a, a final matchup at this stage, it would be Auckland. Uh, sorry, it would be Canterbury Wellington. And who would win that one, TJ? Well, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> You're not prepared well, to, to go full Nostradamus. Actually happens yet. And, mate, I, you know, there's always room for an upset. And as you say, I, I think we've had, it, it's, there's been an evenness about the competition. 
you, you don't want to take any game, um, you know, you, you don't want to go into a game just below par or you'll stub your toe like Canterbury did when they went um, and, and played Taranaki. Mm. There'd been upsets, plenty of last-minute thrillers. I mean, the game at North Harbour last week, that was a cracker. Um, but in, in the end, you know, we, we've got four really good informed teams um, in, in, in the semi-finals. As I say, with Auckland, probably the one that the sort of will they, won't they, um, which version is going to turn up this week that provides that bit of the, the wild card factor. One more text just come in before we go. Um, might be a hard one to answer as well, but who is Tony Johnson starting 10, 12 and 15 for the All Blacks as we stand now? So is it if we were playing England this week in the must-win match, who's our 10, 12? Is it 10, 12? Yeah, 10, 12 and 15. Well, I I have to say um, it was it was good to see Anton Leonard Brown uh, coming back and looking looking quite sharp last week. But I, I do I do quite like what they ended up with um, after the Quintupaya injury with uh, Richie Maunga at ten, Geordie Barrett at twelve. I mean, Geordie, you could tell he really wants to play there, and he took you know he made every post a winner, and 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 Bodie at fullback. Um, and which, you know, apologies to the Will Jordan for fullback campaigners, but to me, <laughs> you know, you pop him on the wing with a license to pop up anywhere on the field, he's just as dangerous. So that, that would be my answer at the moment. Absolutely brilliant, TJ. Enjoy this weekend. Um, World Cup Women's Rugby, uh, Constellation Cup, Netball, and the NPC Semis, and the Rugby League World Cup soon, too. It's a packed old weekend. Yeah, cricket on as well, and uh, boy, I loved that we watched the netball last night. There, how good, how good did they play? That was that was an awesome performance. It was stunning. It was just stunning. Absolutely loved it. TJ, got a scoot. Thanks for your time, buddy. All right, mate. Okay. Tony Johnson, great man. Every Thursday, when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.